Welcome to Movule Podcast. My name is Esther Mbabazi, and I'm the host. Movule Podcast is a show where we talk about nature, the environment, and climate change. I am a photographer and nature lover from Uganda. This show started through the Apollo Forests, a tree planting project that got me asking questions about nature and our role in the environment. The podcast is named Movule after a beautiful and majestic indigenous tree species of hardwood, which is sadly being overexploited to rarity. On the show, I'll be chatting with people in the environmental spaces, from activists to storytellers, scientists, farmers, policymakers, among others. Today, we're talking to Ambrose Letoluai, a leopard researcher from Kenya, who's going to share about his work with us. So thank you very much for joining us. Uh, thank you very much. I really appreciate for giving me this time to share about the stories about leopards. Uh, my name is Ambrose Letoloi from Kenya. I work in Laikipia as a leopard researcher. I also, I'm also a co-founder of a group called Shui Mama, which I think is Shui mean leopards. Uh, so these women, we engage them in conservation about leopards. So basically, I do a research as well also engaging community about our work for the conservation. And um, where do you carry out your research? I carry my research in uh, in northern Kenya in a place called Isaba Conservancy and Mbala Research Center. Mbala Research Center is well known worldwide uh, as a place where researchers are coming to do research. So this is another place that I work uh, closely with them to make sure that we count the population of African leopards there. All right. And can you please tell me about your journey? You know, how did you come to be a leopard researcher and why leopards? There are so many animals out there. Why leopards? I grew up in a community that is uh, taking care of uh, livestock uh, and we roam freely with wildlife all the time of my life. So um, we keep livestock and mostly when we keep livestock, we have uh, these leopards and the other carnivores roaming freely around our bombers. So growing up, I have known like uh, leopards or carnivores are really very bad because they practice a lot of uh, predation. Uh, so I went to the university to study about wildlife conservancy, uh, conservation. And then after that, I returned back home. Uh, I just, uh, just curiosity, wanting to learn about, uh, study about other carnivores uh, behavior. Uh, and I got engaged with, uh, with a group from San Diego Zoo, who are also doing the research there for the, for Tigua Lindsay for giraffes. So we started the research together for just to study about leopards. And leopards are these incredible animals that are that are facing threats. It's not just because of the nature. They are very elusive. They are very shy. Few scientists focus to study about them. So I and the team from San Diego Zoo. Uh, say we not we not we want to study about them. How are they? How many of them in the in the world? We want to study what that what are they hitting like balanced diet and the as habitants. Also, we want to work. We are also working with local communities that are keeping livestock. I got privilege to lead a program uh, for community, uh, just because I want to learn more how the community are getting the problem with leopards, and we try to mitigate the conflicts with them with the, with the, the local community. So basically, that is what I, I, I do, and the, my journey is is starting from primary school, going to the high school. 
I've been always in clubs for conservation. So uh, my journey is just all about uh, wildlife conservation since I started and I was very young. Right. And that's really interesting that you're working in your own community. Yeah. And why is that important for you? Because you could have gone and studied, you know, leopards elsewhere. But why is it important for you to work in your own community? Um, my father keeps goats and they keep also a lot of livestock. And we are facing a very big problem. Livestock is our livelihood. As a Samburu man, we, we value livestock like nothing has. Like we value them like this is our wealth, this is our livelihood. These carnivores like leopards and, 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 and lions, they kill these animals that we, this, they kill our livelihood. So I want to, to be part of the team that tried to solve the problem. I, I really love leopard as well, and I want to engage my community. We try to solve the problem. So, working in my own community, speaking same language with the people, they tell me where the leopards are. Um, you know, uh, it is it's very important. Uh, one day when I was doing a research, a human dimension survey around the communities, because I wanted to understand which which kind of is really creating problem, which kind of is really bringing issues around the community. I found that. Uh, community are really having a very big concern with leopards and they I printed some pictures to show them and the, one of them showed me that there is they saw a black leopard around the area the rarest uh, one so we published a scientific paper to confirm that there is a black leopard that are found in Kenya it really got a very huge attraction uh, in media and even other people want to learn about them so I am very lucky to work in my community and bringing benefit to through conservation to my community yeah, talking about the black um, leopard, I've seen the photos and that animal is so magnificent. It's, it's like out of this world, right? You see it and you feel so special to even see that photo. And I'm just wondering, what is the story with the black leopard? Why is it black? So the black leopards are just like another uh, leopard. They are just African leopard. Uh, but the unique thing about them is that they, are, they do they do carry recessive genes, uh, that uh, and that is why you get some individuals becoming to be melanistic. In Lakeipia, we have like eight individuals that we already confirmed. Uh, it's uh, twenty nineteen. We published a scientific paper about uh, black leopards in Ken in Lakeipia. Um, we continue studying them, in, you know, working with the local community. So the black leopards in Lakeipia are. Uh, the population is really work, uh, well, if despite the fact that they it's a semi-harried place, so there's so many scientists say that uh, they only do well in, in forested area like in Asia and other places, but in Lakeibia, they're doing good. How are you engaging the community in the work that you're doing? My role uh, in the project for leopard conservation in the project is that I'm a coordinator for community programs. So we engage community number of uh, things, especially like in terms of human kind for mitigation measures as well also we also engage children i co-founded also another uh, 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 club called world Rave kids and this club we engage young kids to come on board i've asked africans filmmakers and people who documented world Rave in africa to donate those films so that you can give this future conservationists to watch them for free so we engage them that way so that they can be educated they learn they, they, they get inspired of what what we do as well as also we give them trips to go to national parks so that they can able to see the world right the other thing we do is to like the a group that that i mentioned earlier say that called shui mamas 
few moments, these women of Africa that are doing so many things, well, they get less privilege because um, uh, of cultural practices that we do. Uh, for example, um, males, uh, you know, like dominate the, 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 and then engage and make sure that few women go to school. That end up like so many like earlier marriages. It end up to be like some women don't get privileged that men get. get. As a person who uh, my mother is uh, faced a lot of domestic violence, and I want to be one of them that uh, one of the men that try to speak and support women. So we co-founded this group called Shumamas, and San Diego Zoo have kindly built this women's center in a way that they are supporting the initiative, uh, you know, to support the community. So this center that women are going to have is going to have a place that is women. Women are going to have the training of other alternatives because the leopard killed their livestock and that, that is their livelihood. But how can we be able to solve that? We train these women to so that they can able to know how they can able to hunt living other than depending on livestock alone. So that is how I am engaging my work other than also uh, being a conservationist that is trying to tell the people how conservation is all about, how real the leopards are. So uh, engaging community in conservation, especially about species, is critical. Be it either through le elephants, be it through leopards, it is engagement of community conservation is really important because these animals roam. They, you can have them enclosed in a park, but uh, tourists are coming there to see these animals and they're giving a lot of money. But it is critical, it's critical to engage community. And what are some of the solutions that you're coming up to mitigate the actual conflict, the human-wildlife conflict in the area that you work in? The actual thing, uh, mitigation measures that we are putting in place is that uh, uh, these three mamas or leopard women, when I was doing a research, I, was, I asked community what mitigation measures they are using. And we encouraged them to give uh, ideas. And they, most of them suggested for example, a kind of a conflict perspective, they say that leopards, they fear lights. So we engage with people who know how to make the, these lights, really the deterrence light, to design and give us those lights. The other thing that we are also doing is that we have some wires that we put because other than leopards creating a lot of problems, we are for Sayena. And we put in a place a group of conservation assistants in the community. These people, what they do is to continue documenting the human kind of conflicts around the community. Because we want to learn. Wherever to put, when we put these wires or lights, we are engaging that. But one thing that we, are want, we want now to do is my team and I, we go to community and put this light. We don't want to be seen to be like we are the one who is coming and do this thing. We want to engage community. And through, through this is that the center that we are building for women, three mamas, we will make sure that the wires and lights they are based in their center. And the community will come and buy, when they buy, they support this woman. The community will appreciate because a woman will sell and get some money. And then when they get some money, we solve the leopard, the leopard conflicts as well as also empower women. So those are kind of measures that we are really doing now in the community. And we continue to explore to find more ideas of how we can able to mitigate because mitigation is always not 100%. Sometimes you go to, you try to mitigate this and cannibals change the, the, the way of them uh, attacking.
Yeah, that's very true. We see it with elephants, you know, all the time you, you, you come up with trenches, they learn about the trenches, they overcome those. You come up with fences, they learn how to overcome those. So I think it's a continuous um, journey. And from your years of experience, you know, studying leopards, can you tell me about leopards? Can you paint a picture of leopards beyond what we see? You know, like about their behavior, how do they live, how do they sleep? So le that is what you call leopard ecology. Uh, and the cats are cats. When you have a cat at home, whatever thing you see a, a, a domestic cat is doing at home, that is, what le that is how leopard does. Uh, the only thing that a, a, a domestic cat does not do is that uh, it does not, you know, like kill a goat or something. If they groom, they, they, they mark territories, try to, uh, you know, like chopping their cross. As well, leopards are these uh, incredible animals that have power. They, you can see an, a, leop a leopard put, putting down a baby zebra and putting it up the tree. The unique thing about them is that they don't like something that they don't feed on ground. They have to kill and pull the drag, they drag the, the kill up the tree. That they have that powerful muscle that can able to, to allow them even to put a big impala up the tree. But the other thing that you, people don't know about leopard, they are, they are opportunistic. They, they can, you can see a leopard eating a beetle. You know, they can feed a beetle and you, you imagine how a powerful big cat like this one can able to feed a little thing like this? Uh, how that is the only way of survival. They can survive. You watch them, you know, like they to hunt almost everything. That I think leopards can scavenge. They can scavenge because the powerful uh, energy they have, they don't like to 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 lose it. They want whatever they want to stalk and kill an an impala. They can stalk and kill it, put it down, and have the tree. So that is uh, how I can able to describe a little bit about the ecology, as well as leopards. You, if you can able to come across them in the world, you will see, you see how they, they walk. They walk in that move that can able to you will not even hear them like walking. You can they can stalk you in when you are sitting, and you will never imagine that the leopard is here. Yeah, but leopards do come very closer to our homes. If you live uh, uh, near uh, the, to the park or the place that is a conservation area, there's no leopards come around our homes all the night. Yeah, I, I wouldn't know. <laughs> I wouldn't know. And have there been cases of uh, leopards killing people from the community or not? There are so many cases of uh, human leopard conflicts. Um, I, we have recorded, especially last year, 2022, three cases of a leopard, uh, you know, injured people. We had not, uh, fortunately, we had no cases of, uh, uh, many cases of leopard killing people other than little children that, that are having goats. Uh, some poor people allow young kids to go and take care of their livestock at the bush. Uh, and they, we had one case of, uh, of a kid uh, being killed by a leopard. Um, that is one of the worst uh, scenarios because whenever you go to the family that was injured by someone injured by a leopard, they see you and they see that leopard. It's it's terrible. Uh, and you try to explain to them how how I am just like <laughs> just saving leopards. Uh, I'm not like 
into a, a, an animal a, a, you know and, and the food human and that is most of the other people should also people should also know that these animals that we are taking care of they are not they do they are not like valuable more than human's life uh, but we make sure that we appreciate the uh, the survival in the world but again put the uh, priority number one for human and we are now pushing as conservationists in Kenya the agency that is in charge of wildlife in Kenya to to compensate people and give people uh, the dignity that they deserve because if you are going to allow an animal to kill and people and you keep quiet and when and uh, and when animals kill you came fast to to to, to arrest those people or something like that I don't think something like that is good but the conservationists in Kenya are really working uh, to to spread uh, to spare ahead about how we can able to do the compensation process. Right. And um, I guess one more question I have is the environmental changes happening in your conservancy area. How are those changes affecting the lives of the leopards and other animals, really? Climate change is a big disaster that, we are, that is facing all of us. Right now in Kenya, for example, in a place that I am conducting my research, uh, for the last like three years, we have not even seen a, a, a dot of a rain. Uh, that's that's climate change. And the other thing that is, if if climate change is bad, uh, is bringing issues or environmental challenges. For example, the rangelands. The, you know, as a as a Kanifo uh, researcher, I look when I look the rangelands are healthy. I know leopards are healthy. But I see the 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 the, the, the regulations are then they're not good. Then I know that leopards are facing a very big threat. So in in Kenya, for example, in a place that we conduct research, it's northern Kenya, very hot. People lost their livestock because of drought, and uh, so many even wildlife died in that particular area because of drought. And the, uh, Despite, like, I mean, in many years, we have, have yeah, this pattern of rains that we know that it is raining this time, but it reached a point that is not raining because of the climate change. So climate change is really affecting uh, us all. Uh, and the, the action that we need to take is that uh, we need to continue planting trees. And because trees are also important, as I told you, that leopards and other animals need really deserve these trees. Oh, and they deserve impalas, they deserve a, a natural prey. And we, for example, if there is, we don't have this abifos, we will we'll face the problem, the community, because leopard have to, go, to come to find food. And they kill, the, they kill the livestock, they kill the leopard. So we need just to talk about how climate change is affecting us and they really appreciate the nature. Do you have any advice for young Africans who might be out there, maybe they don't really know what they can contribute to conserving the environment, to protecting their natural histories. What advice do you have for them? My advice to young people, especially in Africa, is that uh, we should stop uh, uh, thinking that uh, doing a conservation job, you will only need to be paid. Uh, if you want to, if you are passionate about conserving environment, stand up and uh, protect environment. You should also uh, have uh, overcome fear. You give your opinion to, to to the leaders about how important conservation should be and how 
climate change is affecting us. Um, as well, we I need also to uh, give uh, a powerful message to storytellers in Africa that you can be a storyteller and speak your language. You can speak in your language, tell your story, and it can be translated. Don't fear about it. So we should overcome fear and speak about things that, that matter. Well, thank you very much for taking the time and sharing such insightful information and your experience and expertise with us. I will link in the show notes um, information about your work and the conservancy and how people can get in touch and follow your work and maybe support in one way or another. So thank you very much. Really appreciated and thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining me on this journey of the Mouvle podcast. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share this show. Also, please follow us at Mouvle Podcast on social media. Thank you.